We are grateful, Lord, to you today for your wonderful kindness. God, for how you have been honored in this place today. We are grateful to you, and we pray that you will be honored. Breathe through your vessel today. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to flip to Ephesians chapter 4. You may be seated. Ephesians 4. This is what it says in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 11. This is how it reads. Out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. And he gave the apostles, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the ways and cared about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. The title of this message is, When My Gift Has Been Called Up to active duty. When my gift has been called up to active duty. Gifts in the body of Christ do not come about by our own decision, but they are the direct result of God doing a work for the purpose of preparing the body to carry out the work of ministry. I'm not going to have points one, two, and three today. I'm not going, going to be a little more unconventional. I'm just going to give you the from the passage that we read. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds who are pastors, and teachers. There are about five different places between Corinthians, Ephesians, and Romans where you will find a list of the giftings that is, that, that's not exhaustive, but lists over 20 gifts that the Lord has placed in the body of Christ. Your gift has been called up. When there is a person that's called to military duty, they have been called up. They have been pressed into service. I don't care what you have been doing before. When you are called to duty, you've got to drop everything and go. Your gifts cannot remain in a dormant state. Apostle, he gave apostles. The word apostle 
comes from the Greek word apostolos. It means one who is sent. Sent. One who is sent. It was Christ that sent his apostles into the field to work. They were given authority to go, to what? go on behalf of Jesus and represent him. <laughs> You've got to understand this. He pressed them into service. So we have apostles. They have authority to speak on behalf of Christ. There were some apostles that were not part of the twelve. Such as James, who was the brother of Jesus. The apostles who are called apostles, but they were not of the twelve. James was the brother of Jesus and did not believe in Jesus at first. He didn't believe in Jesus until later, and he became the founder of the church in Jerusalem. Then the Bible says he gave prophets. Prophets. Now, in the Old Testament, if you were not hearing the prophets, you weren't hearing God. The prophets spoke on behalf of God to the people, oftentimes followed by the words, Thus says the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the prophets, and then the prophet would take often what the people said and take it back to the Lord. Not that God couldn't hear, but that was the order. That was the purpose, the prophets. But in the New Testament, uh, the prophet in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, uh, and prophets spoke to the people for their upbuilding, for their encouragement, and for their consolation. You will find that in 1 Corinthians 14.3. So we have apostles. We have prophets. Evangelists. Evangelists could be considered to be today's missionaries, as we would think of a missionary. So back, back in the day when I was growing up, we would have revivals. There would be a, an evangelist that would come from out of town, and that evangelist would oftentimes be in town for maybe a week. And the church had church every night, on a school night, on a work night. We had church. Today we can't get people out even on a Sunday morning. Don't even think about midweek. I'm going to move on, stepping on some toes right now. The, the evangelists often came into town when there was the need for revival in the house. The evangelists could come to church and he could say, or she could say, oftentimes he, they could say something that nobody else could say. Oftentimes the pastor had been saying the very same thing that the evangelist would say, and nobody heard it. But when the evangelist said it, they said, we have never heard that before. Whoa! That is a new revelation. We have not heard that before. Just heard it last week. The evangelist. We had Brother Suddy, Eddie Sutherland that would come from Washington, D.C. Powerful men of God. And I tell you this, he had the kids riveted 
we would just be there watching. Pastor Horace Shepherd Sr. would come from Philadelphia. Funny man would jump up over uh, the, the pulpit that was here. Hi, that man was short, but he was good. Had the young people riveted. When we had the triple IC, the tents down on the flea market site. The tent that was placed there would have people all around. Had Peter Romanowski and his wife and others that came and were saved at that time. Knew and they would come barefoot <laughs> to the house of the Lord. Peter would sit right over there. But there, there, was, there was this matter of the evangelist and there would be renewal. And what it would do, it would, it would kind of send a new dedication and a way of honoring God. It would bring us excitement back. The evangelist. See, the evangelist at that time would oftentimes stay in the homes of saints. Brother, Brother Sutherland would stay at our house, Sister McLean's house. And you knew that when they were there, you had his kids had to be quiet. <laughs> Don't go knocking on their door. Leave the evangelists alone. They are preparing to, for a message. They are hearing the word of God. So we didn't bother the evangelists, Eddie Sutherland. All I knew was that I got put out of my room and I didn't care. Because Brother Sutherland was in my room. My room was going to be holy after he left. <laughs> ah. Pastors, teachers, shepherds. So we have the shepherds, the pastors that were placed over the congregation to be the overseer of the body of Christ. Now every pastor is a teacher. But every teacher is not a pastor. The Lord said that he gave what? Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You see, the pastor has the responsibility of helping and leading the body of Christ, helping to train them to go out and do the work. Pastor, can you go? Why can't you go? You have been called into active duty. You have been pressed into service. And so the pastor has the responsibility to help train and to teach and the teacher. Now the list themselves, as I mentioned, are not just for ministry, but they are to help the body of Christ. Now, note, I, want you to, I want you to know something. It is for ministry, but to help the body of Christ. I want you to know something about the list that he gives in 11. The listing of the gifts are the people themselves. In most gifts, there is an action. There is a, a person who has been gifted to do an act, to carry out. But if you notice in the listing... The actual gifts are the people. It is the apostle. He is the gift. The evangelist. He is the gift. Right? Our, our prophet, the evangelist, pastor, teacher. They are the gifts that's been given. They're the gift. But when you look at the other list, oftentimes you will see the acts that a person does. The person may have the gift of helps and the gift of giving, encouragement, and so on. 
But in this list here, the individuals are the gifts themselves that Christ has given to the body of Christ, his church. Now, verse number 12, preparation. I've got to move on because my time is going quickly. In verse number 12, it says to equip. To equip. Preparation to work or to serve. When you sit down or you stand up, you've got to prepare yourself. You just can't stand up or sit down any type of way. You can end up hurting yourself. Do you not know that your body prepares to sit down and to stand up? Go ahead and begin sitting down and you, and you don't anticipate or gather just how far down that seat is. You will find your arms flailing and trying to keep yourself from falling over. You think the seat is this high, but no, it's way down here. And don't let somebody move the seat on you like we used to do back in the day. Or put a tack in the seat. Oh, Lord, I'm going way back. I was, yeah, I was about. In, the, in, in the third grade, we used to put tacks. person comes to sit down and put a tack right there. And they go, whoa! It was fun until it happened to you. <laughs> Preparation. <laughs> Preparation. Oh, she said, Reverend, I tell you, I'm telling y'all too much about myself. Too much. Too much information. If you don't prepare, you can hurt yourself. Even when you're walking, your body calculates the steps. It calculates the distance. And if you're not careful, if there is a raised pavement, you can misstep and you can hurt yourself. Your body compensates for what it is what it's not expecting. That's how incredible God made this body. But if you're not careful, you will throw something off. Here I am about to go about to go walking on Monday, and I turned a certain way. Didn't even do anything dramatic. Just I turned and did something. Oh Lord, have mercy! Where did that come from? And the way that it felt, it was like this is not going away soon. And so I'm trying to do a little exercise before I go out walking, and I was able to still go walking. Uh, uh, but I felt it when I got back in the next day. But I did some stretching to help myself. But I still felt it the next day. And the next day, I found myself walking like this. And I had to go up some stairs, and I found myself taking a long time just to go up these stairs. Why? Because my body was recovering. Christ, when he ascended, left gifts and placed gifts in the body to help the body of Christ, so that when I'm hurting and limping, limping, your gift can come along and help me. Maybe you've got some medical expertise that can help me along the way. Well, Pastor, if you do this, this might give you a little bit of relief. Spiritually, in the body of Christ, when you are going through something, you might need someone with the gift of encouragement. You don't want no sourpuss coming to you said, oh, you just get over it anyway. You need a word of encouragement at that point. So you want somebody in the body of Christ that can give you a word. Because you know, I hadn't heard to thank you. Then another.
another person who ain't come along to where you're feeling really, really good. And they celebrate right there with us. Oh, how good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in the house of God. And they rejoice with you. But if you're not there and somebody's going through something, that person is relying upon their, their own self and they may not have what, it, what they need right then to get through. It's the body. So when you're not there exercising your gift, the body suffers. And so you outdoing your own thing, and the body is trying to go on, and we need your gift at that point. And so the Lord has placed the gifts in the body to equip the body of Christ. Hmm. Well, the preparation that comes... It comes from those who have been given as gifts, and he gives gifts to, listen, the body. Didn't say the world. Yes, the world has talents, but the Lord is especially concerned about his church. And so what he has done, he has placed gifts in the body to help the body to be able to grow in love and to grow in him. So is your gift active, or is it still on reserve? You have been called to active duty. So what are you doing sitting on the sidelines? Don't answer that. Out loud. <laughs> so the gifts were given to Christ by Christ when he ascended. And they are for what? The perfecting of the body of Christ. That's why you can't honor God and go home and sit down. Just when you get upset. I have been bothered at times, and I have thought, I am quitting. I told y'all this before. Can I say it again, briefly? Okay, I'll take your silence and yes. When I was in Friday Night Live, sometimes the kids were all over the place. I just said, I'm done. I'm through. She wasn't one of the ones. So. She, she was a good one. <laughs> I told you this, I had decided that Friday after I dropped off the kids in our brown van, I, that van, that van was loaded. Kids sitting on the steer, on the, on the, on the wheel well, sitting on each other's lap. Ain't one person, not, not, not one person had a seat belt on. We're, the police never stopped me. Fifteen passenger van with 25 people in it. night I thought, I am done. I'm tired. Having to chase kids under the pews, out the door, back. I am done. It's been a nice run, but I'm through. And as I prepared to leave that night, Brother George had already gone home and I'm finishing up, locking up, and came up to this, this, um, don't know why I came up here, but oh, I had put something up there. Somebody said, a cast had given this. Oh, let me go get this. There was a check in, the, in, in that envelope for $300 to the church with the note saying, we appreciate what we see you doing with the kids on Friday Night Live. Oh, Lord, I can't quit now. The night I said I was quitting, there was a note of encouragement by Cass, with a check in there 
to help motivate and to help the Friday Night Live. And for 10 years, we worked in Friday Night Live. She wasn't even a member, but she's a believer. And she lived up the hill, and she would see, and she said, I like what you're doing. At just the right time, the Lord will give a word, and he will encourage you to keep right on going. I've got seven minutes, and I'll be done. <laughs> so you can't sit home and pout because you're an active duty. The body becomes vulnerable to attacks because why? The enemy is always at his post. He is always at his post until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, every teaching by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Don't you find it interesting that the enemy is always at his post? And then when you say, I am done, he'll sit there and put his arms around you and says, well done, good and faithful servant. Go ahead and quit because they have been wrong in what they've done to you. You see, when you isolate yourself and you move away from the body of Christ, you are left to your own devices and own thinking. Where the body has been given by Christ, it has been given the gift to encourage the body to go on and to move on. So when you separate yourself, you suffer and become in jeopardy of the attacks of the enemy. He equips the body to function in the body, to build the body up. Separation causes you to be the little lamb, the little sheep, that the lion says, there's one strain. You see, that's what the, 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 the animals in the wild do. They look for that strain. Which is the one? What, what animal is limping? Which one is staying behind? Which one has kind of just grazed itself away from the flock? Be careful, be careful that you don't eat your way into separation. Don't allow your difficulties to keep you away, but be encouraged to get to, get to the body of Christ. Because why? The Lord has placed gifts there and the people there to equip you for works of service. i got to pick this up next time. Y'all re remind me where I'm at. I'm at verse 13, right, right around there. But I'm going to pick this up part two in two weeks. Because next week is Mother's Day. I've got to have to have to have a message for the mothers. But, 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 but I'm, coming, I'm coming back. I, I want to see everybody here in two weeks as well, for the next week as well, so that you can remind me where I'm at. Now, now, don't take your gift and go home and sit down. We need your gift right here. Because remember, you also are the gift. <laughs> so as we look at this, as we ponder this matter here, as I bring this to a close for today, the Lord calls my gift into active duty because I have to remember that it's the body of Christ that has to benefit from what I do and who I am. 
When the body looks at you, does it benefit? Does it say, oh, look at the servant of the almighty God. Look at what God is doing in that person. I can recount days when I have been discouraged or there's been a person that's been discouraged and they've called and said, that's just what I needed. And some people said they needed help, but I was the one that benefited from even the conversation with them. Remember this, it is Christ that gives the gifts, and he gives it in proportion to what he decides you need. Don't say, as I've told you before, please do not say, my gift is not important. Your gift is vital to the body of Christ, because if he's the one that gave it, that means that it has to be used, and he has equipped you to use it for the church. Remember, it's not your gift, it's his. And he gave the gifts to the body of Christ. What are you doing with your gift? You've been called to active duty. Are you serving? Or did you fail to answer the call? Are you AWOL? People that are AWOL can get into trouble. But oh, (laughs) when you are active and at your post, the body benefits and you benefit. Bow your heads right where you are. Lord, in this place today, it is you that have given the gifts and you left the gifts and you placed them right in the body. (laughs) With the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, Shepherds, the pastors, the teachers, as the gifts themselves. (laughs) To equip the body, Lord, for works of service. It is for the glory and to the glory of the Almighty God. Would you be honored in our lives? May we be wide open for you. Not thinking that we own the gift, but that we have been gifted to serve the body and bring glory to your matchless name. We thank you today and we love you. And as we depart this place today, our prayer is that people will hear. Right where you are, this 31 minute, when you hear the word of God, there should be a response. Sometimes it's private in your heart, and then you come back and let someone know. But there's a response. You see, when we hear God's word, it's for the purpose of doing something about it. So in your life, where do you stand? The first thing is that you need to have a relationship personally with him. And he says, just welcome me. Recognize you are a sinner. Confess your sins. He'll come in and stuff with you. He'll say, yes, I'll make my abode with you. Simply by you repenting of your sins. It is the blood of Christ that covers. And then when you repent, you then become a body of Christ. And you have a gift that operates. And it simply says, Lord, forgive me of my sins. If anybody in this place does not know the Lord, simply say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. I accept you as my Savior. Now, would you show me my gifting in the body? To learn, to be trained, 
to put into practice what you've done. We honor you in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.